like, so that just tells you everything about all of the gift shop hockey deals mess. Anyway. Well, anyways, hi everyone. Hello. Uh, Hearie, hearie. Uh, <laughs> the town these... hall has been. <laughs> Ring Actually, the bell. wait, 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 wait. Oh. Hey. So I'm just gonna go ahead and say what I'm reading. Nothing. Oh no! Literally oh, nothing. Why? It has been an entire month of Tony trying to somehow summon the energy to. Does this mean you're in a slump? I'm in a definite slump, oh. and I'm not happy about it. Every time, so I, I think what I really want to, I want to try. Who knows? I mean, I will probably change my mind by then. You know dinner time. Um, that would, sounds like a Tony thing. I requested, exactly. I requested a few uh, manga um, that we don't have here. Mm-hmm. Um, Which are? Because I'm in a mecha mood, so. Oh, we're going to winging it. Nice. Yeah, so um, I can, I For might who be. who doesn't know, Gundam Wing is like my favorite mecha anime. Yeah, so I might be doing that, but honestly, I doubt it because I, my, I just have not had any, not just the energy. I have no interest in reading right now. Like, literally, I get home and I'm like, no. yeah, no, I'm not reading. That's how I felt with my games. Ugh, At one point, yeah. I was like, I don't want to do anything. Like, the game that I want to play takes like a half hour to load. On the flip side, I have been getting back into Lord of the Rings Conquest, which... Ooh, that's a great I, game. Yeah, I love that game. And I had gotten... When I tell you... Okay, first of all, I had gotten precision accurate with that game because it was mm-hmm. my, hey, I'm bored, I'm just going to play games, or hey, I have insomnia, so I'm just going to play this game kind of game because it's the kind of game that you don't have to play all the way through. You play a few levels, you feel good about yourself or terrible about yourself, and then you move on. Um, or you get tired and, you know, you can kind of tell because your la- your play starts mm-hmm. lagging and you're like, wow, that orc was in my face and I still died. That sucks. <laughs> um, so that's my whole... I'm getting back into Lord of the Rings Conquest. I'm just really rusty. So now I'm mad at myself and I'm challenging myself to get back to where I was because, you know, I'm a boss like that. So, <laughs> But only with fair. video games. <laughs> that's fair. Right. Yeah, and I'm, like, honestly, like, watching... My watching entertainment has slowed down. I have begun My Hero Academia again. And the other day I started a rewatch of Neon Genesis Evangelion because I love Neon um, Genesis Evangelion. I forgot how much until I started watching it again. And I was like, oh yeah, this feels I so I can't good. wait for you so. to finally, like, if you start reading Gundam, like, for you to finally get into the anime portion oh, of I'm, too. Oh, I'm watching, I'm going to watch as much Gundam as I can stomach before the end of the year because you can't, do what I'm trying there to do creatively are, without. Them. There are so many Gundams in general. Like yes, it's, like a, it's, it's like a it's like a Power Rangers, but like Gundam. It, it literally, like yes. it, it's just like here's Gundam yeah. Wing, here's Gundam Mobile Suit, and you're just like, oh my god. Yeah, there's it's it is the never-ending anime property. I would be very surprised if they didn't in the next few years come out with another Gundam Listen, because just that's think, just the track record. I just say that Gundam Wing is superior, but that's just because that's the one that I love. Is that the one from like '95? Um, it's 95 to, like, the early 2000s. Gundam Wing, um, Gundam Mobile Suit Wing, they're the same one. It's just, they have... Yeah, they have a different... I just call it um, Wing, because it's easier that way. Oh, that's Uh, the... No, no, I think it's the early 2000s, because it ended when I was a kid. What did you call it? You said Mobile... Oh, yeah. Gundam Wing. So, Mobile Suit Gundam Wing, 95 to 96. Yep. And it came out in the same year that Neon Genesis... Are you ready for the funny part? Uh, it came out when I was born. (laughs) 
I'm mad. Grant, what are you reading? Oh, also, also, I am actually gonna like finally. I'm on episode four of Gurren Lagan, and which I've been on forever. I'm gonna get back into Gurren Lagan because there's this video by a YouTuber called Bread Sword. Joe showed it to me, and I loved it then. I watched it again this week. Now, mind you, it's emotional because it's about how basically his dad was his biggest superhero, but. <laughs> Um, he and and like Gurren Lagan reminds him of everything that his dad was trying to teach him in life before his dad passed, and then his dad passed unexpectedly, like right around Christmas. So it's it's a heavy forty-eight to fifty-two minute video, but it is a beautiful examination of the merits of Gurren Lagan over Neon Genesis Evangelion in terms of what they expect you to walk away from. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of thing. I think he's a little harsh on Evangelion, honestly, because he's being harsh on hit, on the person he was when he enjoyed Evangelion. Mm-hmm. But I can understand where he's coming from because Evangelion is not a pick me up. It's not supposed to be. No. Um, and to me, you that's... can't just open it in a random episode. No, like it is arc from start to finish. Yeah, but but to me, that is its strength. It really is showing you how it feels to be the throwaway fourteen year old. Um, and live that world. It just also has giant robots and kaiju because it's an anime. Of course. Um, and it's also just, oh, it's so, so good. good. Anyway, um, Grant, Grant, what are you hi. enjoying right now? Hopefully it's book related. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Lots of ish today. Yeah, no. I, well, that is the theme. It is the theme. I'm reading a book. Yeah. Uh, oh, nice. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> oh, you're not. Okay. No, I am. I, I, okay. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plead the fifth as far as like a full discussion. Discussion of it goes what's until the, I'm done with it. Okay, what's the title? The title is Art and Artist by Otto Rank. Mm. Um, oh. And however, I'm not going to talk about it. Okay, that's fine. Because I'll butcher it. However, oh, okay, when I'm fine. done with it, probably by next episode, I will. I'll give a, my, my whole rundown of it. Nice, that'd be cool. Um, however, other things I've been enjoying. Um, I went to Toledo this week. Oh, he's one of those to, humans. Sorry, I just well, looked up Otto Rank. Yeah. Um. He, uh, oh, what am I saying? Me. You. I, yes, you went to yes. Toledo this weekend. Yes, I went to Toledo this weekend. Yay! And I saw Poor Things, um, which yeah. is a really, really good movie. Um, What's the basic plot? I haven't really... Basic plot, it's kind of a reverso weirdo version of um, uh, uh, Frankenstein. Oh, uh, interesting. Just the world that it creates, it's kind of uh, steampunky, kind of not, um, okay. kind of like class... Like a lot of the a lot of stuff that they do reminds me of you know early silent film and stuff. Oh, that's interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's just great. It really transports you into this world. Um, don't bring your kids. <laughs> don't bring your kids just because Emma Stone's in it. Um, that, is that a thing that has been happening? I don't know. Oh, I'm just okay. saying. I was going to say, that saying, seems a very pointed content warning. <laughs> or, or or if you bring your kids if you want to, I don't care. Yeah. Traumatize your children. Traumatize yes. your children. How many children are going to are gonna go see Dune Part 2 just because Wonka is in it? <laughs> Which, by the way... By, by the way, that movie comes out, I think, in like August. I highly endorse Wonka, honestly. If you are a fan of such films as Mary Poppins... Wonka is doing all of the same things. It's delightful. It's wonderful. Um, it's really entertaining that everyone saw it and they were like, didn't think it would be a musical, and then they all got mad because it was. And yeah, I'm like, people, yeah. You knew what you were getting into. Have <laughs> yeah. you seen Wonka People's before? Wonka takes have been so weird to me, and I'm like, it's the same with the Mean Girls. Take. It's just, it's just a movie. It's a family feel good movie. What did you expect? I mean, that's what they do. It's not reinventing the wheel because that's not what family feel good movies. Do no. so anyway. 
Yeah, what I, else I, are you enjoying? Oh, I, I was just going to say I haven't heard anything good about the Mean Girls. No, I haven't either, actually. I haven't either. The only, like, yeah. the, the, the main thing that I've heard about the Mean Girls movie is just... The Mean Girls musical movie, by the way, just in case everyone is a little lost on that. For context, you know, they made Mean Girls the movie in, like, early 2000s. Into a stage musical in, like, 2013 or yeah. 14 or something. And honestly, I've heard nothing but high praise for the musical. No, the musical, stage musical... Fantastic. Yeah, that's what it's like. So the weird thing about like stage musicals and what they're doing right now with the fact that like we're just bringing a lot of things from movies to musicals. I have complex feelings about that. I have so many complex feelings about that (laughs) as well. Um, But one of the things that I am enjoying is some of them, like so, like Legally Blonde, Mean Girls. Mm -hmm. um, Some of them have really fantastic music that goes along with them. The Heather's one, like. It, like, I thought the music was great on the Heather's one. Like, mm-hmm. But, like, I like... Honestly, the Mary that. Poppins musical, I don't even want to watch the... I, full disclosure, I've never seen the the movie with Julie Andrews. Why? Because when I was a kid, I had this thing where um, Julie Andrews could only be one Mary, and she was already Maria. So why would she be Mary? <laughs> Any others? It's stupid. Um, to be honest, it's actually pretty good. Um, yeah, but the stage musical, I've seen... Cute. Awesome. I love it. I Adorable. think it's great. Matilda uh, is better yes. than the movie, and I love that movie. I just think so, the fact it's like a kind of like not original. It's just kind of like take a thing and put it on the stage from a movie thing. But like that's yeah. a whole entire yeah, I, exactly. different episode of us ranting about movies, to, the book to stage or the movie to stage musical phenomenon that's kind of... Yeah. Well, and Mean Girls is different, too, because, like, with Mary Poppins and Matilda, right, you have the book that you can use as a resource. Mm-hmm. So all the stuff that the movies Mean forgot Girls, or you left only out, have you that the movie. Exactly. And the thing is, like, yeah, there was a second one, like, a second Mean Girls, but one, it flopped because it, like, they tried Because to, why? They tried to do a lot of sequels to things that shouldn't have been sequels in the first place during that time period. But, like... I think with this the the musical one, as much as I loved her as Betty Brant in um, Spider Man, um, the one girl who plays Katie does not. Um, she's blonde. She dates. Oh Smith. yes. She dates. She's, she's Katie. So funny. She's Katie. Oh, I could see that. Mean Girls. However, the. And, the, and it's the one thing that I also just don't like about movie musicals in general. Mm-hmm. Like, I do love musicals. I do love movie musicals. But I don't like the over-auto-tuned, like... Because they hire people who can't sing, unlike the Color Purple musical, which they hired sangers. But and like, I've heard nothing at but the incredible same time, things. It's is, like, is that the new movie? Yeah. Version? Yeah. I've which heard comes out next month, by the way, on DVD. I have heard high um, praise from many people who would be critical of it. Mostly because they put all the lesbian parts back that Steven Spielberg <laughs> had to cut so everyone's like yeah. yes black lesbians but like, <laughs> i woke up early sorry oh sorry oh no but it's like it's like uh trying to turn around so there's like a thing with glee where like you just knew it was over auto-tuned even though you knew those some of those people could sing some um where like hmm. the, the songs are just very over auto-tuned and you can hear it especially like with britney or some of the other you can hear it yeah. in the mean girls musical and i hate it oh it's fun. just there, and you know Renee Rapp can belt it. I was going to say. Because she pretty... was Regina George on Broadway. Yeah. Like, she could, like, throw it down. Like, it was a whole thing, but, like, in the movie, like, yeah. it's just so overly, like, auto-tuned to the point where you're mm-hmm. just like, 
it doesn't sound as good because uh, of the direction that it went. Sure. That's um, disappointing. So, you know, uh, if you're watch it for fun, but also uh, stage musical is superior than the movie musical, but the original movie is superior than all of them. But anyways. And even it's not really that great. But anyway, yeah. let, let me just throw my little pink shade. Anyway, um, <laughs> what are you enjoying um, that so, isn't Mean Girls, the movie musical? <laughs> here's the thing. I haven't actually watched it yet. I just, this is my... This is but you're my... reading the new book club book this week, right? Um, so I'm reading your book club book. Yes, how is it? Um, I am currently 142 pages in. Excellent. Of what, 480. What do you think? Um, I haven't read it, so I don't know. <laughs> and you picked it? I picked it because it's a Brandon Sanderson and it's short. Okay, so here's <laughs> the thing. And it's a standalone. Um, as much as I... So I'm slowly... Sl- for those who don't know, I don't exactly talk about it on here, but I am slowly slogging my way through Way of the Kings. Oh, yeah, you poor but, soul. But, like, I like the point of view that he's going with it. I understand it. I like it. Yeah. Um, Alice kind of clued me in on this, and I can kind of see it, but I also don't like it, is that this is supposed to be kind of like a uh, Princess Bride-inspired style. Yeah, because it's. I think it's um Brandon's wife's favorite movie. I don't like the fact that this is told in a very unreliable narrator standpoint. Uh, and I say that sure. very loosely because this starts... So I'm on 142, so give me a minute. As I go backwards, I have my Kindle in front of me, so I can totally do this very easily. Where they're standing there and they're talking... That's 11. But they're doing it in like third person, but they're doing it in third person as if it's another narrator. Like, it's some... Remember how in... Um, oh, so of, basically... So you know how in Name of the Wind, yeah. when he was telling the story, like, he was doing it in, like, first person? Yeah, like, like, like he tells... Like, in oral history? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This sounds like... And so, for those who don't know, I'm a big oral history nerd, so I, like, like to look at interviews of things. This feels like somebody who is um, telling the story mm. of Tress. Yes. Instead of her telling it herself. But it That's also, how it's supposed to feel. But it all but it sounds like the narrator is also there. That's how it's supposed to feel. Right. I, to be yeah. honest, with the way that this is going, I don't particularly care for sure. it. Yeah. And it's not because I don't like that style. It's just to be honest, in this con, like like the story, story is not vibing as you. It is not vibing whatsoever. Sure. So the storyline sure. is basically, from what I can tell so far, and from what I know, um, Tress it, she lives on an island mm-hmm. and she basically falls in love with the prince of the island. Okay. Because he would dress up as one of like the like uh, servants mm-hmm. and he would escape out of the castle and they would meet up and they would they became friends. Sure. So sure. she fell in love with him that way. Okay. And the whole entire time he was trying to convince her that he wasn't the prince, but she's like, I I know. You have gloves that are way too nice. You have rings that are way too nice that you're wearing. I know. I'm only here to wash your windows. And it's like a whole entire thing. Interesting. And so they have like this friendship they fall in love it's kind of cute and it's like the first like five pages of this that they explain this part of the story yeah and then he the the boy charlie is sent off with his parents because they're gonna go try to marry him off like of course get him married and she likes him so she doesn't want him to do it and he likes her and he doesn't want to do it either right 
And so he's like, I'm going to send you every single time I get rejected because I'm going to be the most boring person on the planet. So I'm going to be the most boring person. And every single time I'm getting rejected, I'm going to send you a cup. Because oh, she has, okay. yeah, because she has a thing with cups, and he's giving her a pair of gloves, and it's like this whole like tea cups, right? She has a specific thing. Yeah, it's like this whole entire like cute thing in between them. So he leaves, and he sends her like four or five cups mm-hmm. before he doesn't send her another one. And the announcement is brought back that he, the heir of the throne, the heir of the throne, right, is married to someone, mm-hmm. and they are coming back. Right. It's not Charlie. Oh. They sent Charlie off into what is called the Midnight Sea to go um, meet with the source, the evil sorceress or whatever her name is. Sure. To marry her. But the actual thing is they purposefully got his uh, ship lost in there. And then they grabbed his cousin so the king's nephew uh, and made him the heir instead i see because he kept getting rejected because he wanted to be with tress and so tress goes tress smuggles herself onto a pirate course. ship to go save right, him of course and there's like spores on the ship which come out of nowhere which i don't understand and then there's a talking rat because someone tries to poison her but the rat is the narrator of the of her being on the ship at the moment. That's interesting. Like the narrator changes mm. because it's okay. gone from like this like random other servant who was her friend who was helping her smuggle onto the ship yeah. to now it's the rat, but it's perpetuated as the exact same person. Like he's I a shapeshifter. I have a feeling that by the end of the book you will feel differently than you do now because I don't know. This is a classic Sanderson thing where if you're not used to reading Sanderson. And you go in with one expectation. I didn't come into this by with the, expectations at all. Or even any expectations. <laughs> by, the, by the end of the book, he will do a series of things that make you go, oh, because, you know, that's just something he does. It's it's the thing that he's really good at. I mean, he's good at a lot of things, but I feel like the thing that he's like best at and should be continued but, to be known for is his ability to give you all of the information without telling you too much. Like he's not an info dumper. Right. And then by the end, he's he starts revealing things and suddenly the story Well, so far and you're like, she is Ow. now um, on a pirate ship and she's just part of the pirate crew now. That's cool. So like it's a whole entire thing. So I think Trust of the Emerald Sea is like her becoming the pirate to come. I think if this is like... Princess Bride-esque. Mm. Tress is Wesley, the uh, prince. Possibly. Possibly. I'm not entirely sure. Possibly. But the whole objective, at least when I read the, like, the forward or the note or something, okay. that he talked about it, he said that... It's mid. Yeah, well, that's fair. That's my current... I, mean, I might change my mind in two days when we actually have a thing for it, Yeah. that is what I say right now. Oh. And then after that, I'm going to read, uh, what is this called? The Sorceress and the Signet by uh, Patricia oh. McPhillip. Oh, but, okay, yeah. cleanse my palate. I say cleanse, but what I mean is to read something that I want before I have to start Project Tail Mary. Sure, sure. For sure. book club. Yeah. Um, and then I'm currently playing... I'm waiting for Starfield to update because they did a really good lighting update, and so I'm waiting oh. for that to come out. Nice. Um, and so I'm waiting for that. So I'm playing Sims, and I was going to do a legacy challenge, and I threw that out the window because oh, yeah. that is what I do in life. Sure. And... Um, yeah, my Sim is currently living with her dad who had an affair against his wife because she hates kids. Like, it's one of her traits. 
And so uh, my sim was born, and uh, she couldn't afford to have the kids, so she's entered to live with the dad. <laughs> and he's like a giant politician and everything. <laughs> Sounds like a whole thing. And Must she's in love with the local horse rancher kid. <laughs> okay, well, the state of the ish. <laughs> yay, yay. Uh, Grant, would you like to... I don't even know what we're supposed to talk about. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, wow. Okay, would you like to expound upon what we mean when we say the so state the s- of the ish? <laughs> so the state of the ish is something that we came up with like a couple of years ago. And it was just something like, it was a joke. Initially. But it's basically the idea of like, you know, basically catching you guys up on where we are as a podcast. Things yes. we hope to do. We may not get to, but we hope to do in the future. This is the, yeah. uh, uh, this is your New Year's um this is what you missed on Glee episode. Yeah, is essentially what we're doing here. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so like last year, last did, was last year when we lost the father of the dungeon. Last year. Both of them, yeah. Last year. Yeah. Both, both uh, Jen and Andy. No, Jen, we lost in 2022. We're in 2024, Tony. No, no, I know, but I thought. To- did no, she leave Jen that early? Yeah, she August, did. That's right. She I did. started ordering books in August. That's right. I know. Yeah, this. that's right. She did. So we so, we lost her first. Yeah. So last last year around was it now? March? Was it now? February. It February. February. Yeah. March. Okay. Yeah. So um, it's been a year. Because we didn't even do the birthday episode for him. Right. So it's been like a year with the three of us. Um, okay. I'll ask you two. Oh no! How, I'm terrified. Just it, kidding. <laughs> how do you? How do I mean? How do you feel the adjustment has gone? Is it? How do you feel about it? That, yes, that's the question I'll ask. I wouldn't say it's either be- better or worse with just three okay. three people. I think it's just a different dynamic. Different dynamic, yeah. It is a different it dynamic is. because, yeah. like, I think before, um, and we love you, Andy, don't get us wrong, but beforehand it was a lot of, like, um, like wilder conversation and it was a lot more shenanigans. There's a lot of crosstalk behind what someone was saying. Yeah, that's Yeah, true. there was a lot of that, but now yeah. because it's like the three of us to be honest, the three of us are more chill. <laughs> it's true. Um yeah. we all have a tendency to like even if we talk over each other, like all of us immediately stop and we just can like go, Okay, so you're talking so like mm-hmm. in the podcast now, listeners, you know what we're saying, and if we ever do transcripts, you can actually know what we're saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's something. Um, and we are going to eventually, hopefully this year, rehash some of our older podcasty episodes that, like, we, yeah. like, during the pandemic, for uh, mm. those who came in, like, ages, like, they might have come in like 2021 when we weren't doing this or like 2022 and they have no idea what we're talking about. If you go to the earlier episodes, the we were in the middle of obviously quarantining slash like only a certain amount of people could be in the room at the same time or the schedules were different because like it yeah, was weird. Because we had to have, the, we had those work from home hours so like yeah. everyone had to be, and so to coordinate five people into a, a podcast into a podcast the, yeah the weirdest thing so like we would have quite literally like in front of us the uh microphone but then we would also have the laptop going and we would be on zoom at the same time and while that's great it led to some like lesser quality like recordings and so yeah. may, something that like we're possibly thinking about coming this year and the coming next year is mm-hmm. rehashing some of those old episodes out so like 
Obviously, it'll be a different dynamic because there's sure. three of us now instead yeah. of five. But, like, rehashing those out. Maybe there's new things that we want to talk about that are within yeah. that subject. Yeah. And who knows? Like... We might have different things to say. The quality is going to be different. Opinions will have changed. I oh, think, I can't wait for, for us sure. to get to the fan fiction episode. Because we should probably rehash that out specifically because that was on Zoom. It was. I think we should. Yeah, I think we should redo it. I don't know that any of my opinions about fan fiction have changed since then, honestly. Except you know, do more of it. <laughs> like I wish I was doing more of it, but I mean that's. I, I mean, I, I, that's uh, my the feeling one thing that I would love about fan, fan fiction. fiction is if people would stop trying to sell bound fan fictions online. That that'd be great. Yeah, that seems to be a really strange occurrence no, so lately, it, and it I don't happens, really understand it that. Pops up. It resurges every once in a while, and the main thing it is and. If we ever do the episode, I'll touch on it like in depth more. Mm. Is the fact that mainstream is becoming way more mainstream now because of things like TikTok. That's fair. Um, I didn't think and so, that, because yeah. it's becoming more mainstream, a lot of people don't know the rule. I say the rules. There is unspoken rules that like every person who has been in the fandom fan fictiony space. Well, I mean, but also learns or knows. One of the legal rules is yeah. you can't sell the material because these are not your characters. Right. That's the whole point of fan fiction. And <laughs> well, they're not. Nobody does disclaimers anymore. Oh, of course. In front of th- fan well, fiction. Yeah, but even still, it's like I'm Which sorry is, if you're, you know, one of your four. Men are named uh, Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, Damian Wayne, or Tim Drake, and one of them becomes either Robin or Batman or both. You're writing Batman fan fiction. I don't have to disclaim that for you. I mean, I probably should, you, but I don't, I don't have to well, disclaim that for you. And I also don't have to go and sell it online because no, everyone's so like, gonna be like, it's like not even that. Like <laughs> it's even worse than that. Mm. So like, what's happening is so there's all right. So I will get into a little bit of fan fiction right here because I can't. Why not? It's a sneak preview. This is a sneak preview of me ranting about fan fiction. Um, there's like a whole entire thing. So like right now, Harry Potter fan fictions are being like insanely like popular right now because I mean, they're kind of. They're, I feel like they've never had a moment where they weren't. No, they well, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's you know. definitely becoming a little bit more mainstream around certain fandom spaces within that area. So, for example, the Marauders, there's like certain fan fictions that are like super intensely like popular. Right. That like if yeah, you're I mean, like I want to read this, we throw these two. If it's My Hero Academia, we throw the word the fan fiction tea in a bar to you, and that's like sure. the whole entire. Thing. Oh, okay. Yes, I know what you mean. Okay. With the golden trio of the Harry Potter fanfiction world, it's mostly Germione fanfictions, which is really, really weird. Interesting. It is a weird dynamic because, yes, they were popular. It was popular at one point. Yeah. But is it, this is, like, the weirdest resurgence that I've ever seen hmm. of, like, Germione fanfictions ever. And it's... Draco really, and Hermione? Yeah. And Got it's it. really in tandem, I think... With a lot of, like, the book talky things. It's also probably, because people like to do this, and I feel like when you cross-pollinate fandoms, one of the fandoms um, that gets, in fan fiction, that gets a lot of uh, attention that has a similar vibe to Draco and Hermione is um, Katara and Zuko. Right. Yeah. But, like, like, it was popular at one point. Like, don't get me wrong. But, like... It then just, like, died out for a while, and, like, it resurged back. Huh. 
Like, which is really interesting because, like, after J.K. Rowling did, like, the whole I'm a turf thing, a lot of people, like... Did as if she's not still doing it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, what? (laughs) After, like, she came out and did all that stuff, like, began to do all that stuff. The amount of, like, Golden Trio, like, era stuff dwindled. Sure. Because a lot of people were like, well, we don't want to associate with that section anymore because of the fact that... Because that's where the canon is and that's Because that's where the canon is and they feel like if you do that with the canon stuff, you're supporting her more and it's like a whole entire thing. (sighs) So they... It's it's a lot of weird lore and so then, you know, there was a lot of Marauder stuff that came out, which that was a whole entire thing. Well, right now, everyone's trying to basically expand upon the Golden Trio-verse. It's like a whole entire thing right now. Probably because of the TV show. It was before the TV show. Was it? It was like way was before the Was it even the before TV the TV show was announced? Yes. That's interesting. And okay. it's weird. And I don't know if it's just because that's the side of TikTok come on, but whatever. Maybe. Well, what's been happening, there are unspoken rules in fandom spaces. One of which is you do not sell your fan fiction. Like, that is number one, you do not do that. But also, whatsoever. number two, it's illegal AF. <laughs> yes. and it's, <laughs> I mean, it just the, is. And I think it was just, the reason it was more, like, unspoken but, like, more well-known about was the whole Anne Rice debacle in fanfiction.net spaces with uh, the, uh, what is it? What is her thing? What the is her thing? Vampire Yes, yes. Yeah. Thanks. So, like... <laughs> She basically went and sued a whole bunch of fanfiction people, and they had to, they all got it taken down. And that's where you get disclaimers from mm-hmm. in front of every single, like... That's where, like, if you Simple. open a really old fanfiction from, like, the early 2000s, you get the, I do not own these characters yeah. disclaimer at the top of every single chapter that you get. Yeah. And it's because of that. However, nowadays, that's not really much a thing anymore. And I think it's the... I think it's the Wattpadification of... Uh, you know well actually I would go back even further than that and I would say of them not doing it I would say that it's the Fifty Shades of Grey effect I think that as soon as you have an author which was ironically (laughs) enough also a Wattpad fanfiction was it a Wattpad I didn't realize that okay it was a Wattpad so so there you go yeah it's a Wattpad it is a whole entire thing because because you follow you follow from um, Fifty Shades of Grey and a few years later you have After and then after after you I mean the next thing hasn't come along but people are wanting their thing to be the next thing so of course they're you know yeah. After and Fifty Shades, when they were on the fan f- on Wattpad, they still went by the "We do not own this part." Like they still yes, had, but that's because the two of those two authors were old school anyway. Like they've been around. But like long what enough. they're doing now is like so bookbinding is a thing. Bookbinding is a great hobby. Like sure. I, it's kind of expensive, but it's a fun hobby. Yeah. And it's where like people will print out their own fan fictions or their own stories or their yeah. own like PDFs of things, and they will bind it themselves. However, See, I would love to do that. People are trying now to turn around and they are printing out like fan fictions, and they are binding it and then selling that on like Etsy and like all these other places online. So here's the thing. They're also not asking the fanfiction authors. People are also yeah. just printing out the fanfiction doing doing that themselves yeah. for the selling thing, which is 
doubly wrong because one, you shouldn't be asking the fan fiction, you should be asking the fan fiction author in the first place if you're going to sell it. But second, you can't do that because it's illegal. So yeah. like anybody who's a fan fiction author could get in trouble because their stuff is being sold without their knowledge. Right. So it's like a whole entire thing. Oh, that's awful. Oh. So like it is something that like people are now having to come back on TikTok and go like, y'all stop selling fan fiction. Stop doing this. I know you oh. want a really nice version of Manacled, but like don't sell it. Like don't buy it. Like right, you're part of the problem. Book bind right it. Now. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Ugh. Or I don't know, here's an idea. Use staples. They'll bind it for you. It won't be as pretty as if you hired a bookbinder. But hey, uh, you if you want a bound copy, like I get it, wanting a yeah. bound copy of your favorite story, that's as old as time. But you can't purchase no. from someone no. content that is not original. Like, that's not how that works. Yes. And I don't understand why people don't understand that. But anyway, that's a whole thing. So I'll tell you what I'm excited about for mm-hmm. this upcoming year, which is going to sound weird because I'm kind of terrible at book club things. <laughs> but oh, I am, my idea. But I am really excited. So that since there's three of us, there's we can do this kind of thing in a different way than we've done it before. Yes. Because before we would just choose a book and, you know, then we'd read it as the five of us or not the one of me. Um, All and, of us wouldn't read it and like Jen. <laughs> yeah, it would just get it. I don't know. It was. It felt harder, right, to to do that more consistently with five people. And I think with three people, yeah. we can just go back to back. Like you choose one, and then I choose one, and then Grant choose one, and then Grant chooses well, one, and then I, I choose one. And, you know, whatever. Also, on top of that, with the three of us, it's easier to contain that into an hour long episode, exactly. as opposed to if there's five of us, there's five different opinions. Yeah. Yes. Um, exactly. So something that we're going to be doing in the future, which starting March, because guess what? March is reading month. <laughs> um, we're going to be starting with, I think, Grant, so I need you to get... Yeah, I should probably choose one. Should yeah, you should. Um, well, yes, I'm stuck between Every single episode, except for like one in April, because it's my birthday episode and I say so, so you know. Of course. Um, we're going to have a book that one of us three have picked and we're going to look at it it doesn't matter if you guys read like a couple chapters now or the criteria we can't forget the criteria of it not the, being very long no the criteria is that it has to be beloved yes it has to be something that you like that you love oh, that we personally that like. you personally like and then yes. the the rest of this us is us sort basically of learning more about each other and our as readers style. yes and seeing like, like why do you love Howl's Moving Castle so much if you're Tony you know why do you want everyone to read Kiki's Delivery Service if you're me yeah right or like right. why do you want them to read Lord of the Flies if you're me granted I'm not yeah, gonna pick yeah you could you I should Lord of the Flies one. because I've always wanted to finish it and this would be a great way to do that I think I, I should probably pick it yeah yeah see? but like you pick those and then we're going to be reading reading them, looking at them, and even if you don't finish the whole entire thing, that's fine. But, like, we're going to be reading it, looking at it, and then coming in and then discussing, like, why is this book Grant's favorite book? One of Grant's, like, books that he wants to read or wants us to read. Like, why mm-hmm. does Tony want us to read this book? Yeah. Like, and then discuss, like, okay, like, why does it... Why don't I like this? Right. Or, or why um, do I, you know, do I feel similarly like, or not or whatever. Discuss that. Yeah. And it'd be a great way to get us right into rolling into summer reading. Because it ends mm-hmm. right when summer reading begins. Right. Because we're doing, what, a couple of books apiece? Two. Two books apiece. Two books So that'll get us through to summer reading. Which is, honestly, like, I'm leaning towards, like adventure books were mine because mm-hmm. um, the summer reading theme is yes. adventure but also I it's a part of my growing 
understanding of my tastes. I love a good adventure story, mm-hmm. and I, I am really annoyed when people treat it like lesser art. It drives me right? absolutely insane. Because those same people will say things like, oh, I love John Wick. And I'm like, time out. Four. Not just one or two or three. Four action films, people. Four. There are four of them. I'm not saying they're bad. They're gonna be I've a, not seen them. And I'm guess what? Saying, There's going to be a spinoff one coming out called right, Ballerina. Right. But here's my thing. I'm not saying... I'm not saying John Wick is good or bad because I haven't seen it yet, so I can't judge it. But what irritates me is when people will watch something and agree that they like it, like Fast and Furious or John Wick or whatever, and then they'll go to see the fifth Indiana Jones movie and they're like, I don't understand. And it's like, are you kidding me? Indiana Jones is the template for every action movie that's come. Star Wars and Indiana Jones are the templates for every action movie that's happened since then. Now, they might not use those terms. I mean, everywhere, everything, everywhere all at once is not borrowing from Indiana Jones. Thank you very much, I would imagine. Or maybe it's borrowing, like, one tiny thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But every action movie hangs, since that time, hangs on Star Wars and Indiana Jones because... That's what they do. That's they're action films. That's that's what they are. And it's weird to me that there's this sort of bizarre cross-cultural thing where people are ready to like destroy an action movie on the merits that it is an action film mm-hmm. as opposed to looking at it and saying what makes a quality action film as opposed to another Fast and Furious movie. Well, um, <laughs> um, to, you know, have my story. I would rather so, not <laughs> and honestly, like the first, the first couple of Fast and Furious movies are like the, especially the first one. That's a solid action film. By the time you're getting to three, four, or five, I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm done because they're not good anymore. Same right. thing is true of Transformers. The first Transformers film, I mean, not as good as the classic Transformers animated show, but we can't all have what we want. But you know, it's it's a good movie, solid. Everything after that, garbage. And I have really, I have reasons, right? But then there's other things like, okay, so I was just watching The Batman with Robert Pattinson oh. because I rewatched that movie literally every yes. couple of months to remind myself what it is I love about that movie. Mm-hmm. The reason I love that movie is because unlike every other Batman live action project since 1989, it's not an action film. It has moments, but the entire vibe from setup all the way to the end is not about... Can Batman beat people up? That's literally not the point of the so film. So it actually feels and like it, Batman. And it irritates people because they're like, but this is not why I watch Batman. And I'm like, I understand that. However, the reason that Batman and Superman have lasted as long as they have in every arena where they exist is because they've learned how to be both an action property and something else when they need to be. Um, Superman Returns is another example of this. Flawed though it is, the that movie doesn't hang on being an action film. Mm-hmm. The thing that makes Superman Returns work is because it's about a stranger. It's a stranger comes to town story. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's returning, but still, it's that kind of vibe. And you really feel, I felt anyway, for the first time, that this is what it must feel like to live in a country that is not your own. I mean, for a Superman movie, that's kind of the like one mm-hmm. of the like major strains of Superman strands strands of Superman storytelling that often gets ignored. But whereas if you look at Man of Steel, right, that's a straight up action mm-hmm. movie. I mean, period. You know, straight up action movies are cool, but like it's really nice to have that like nitty gritty like drama stuff that like the Batman or like. 
Yeah, I mean, I like... like I, yeah, I just... I, I guess what I'm saying is, like, I like thinking about this a lot more because of... And summer reading is sort of helping me think about that a lot more, like, this, the merits of of adventure storytelling and how, particularly in books, it has been a mainstay of books for, I mean, since Gilgamesh. Mm-hmm. So, like, the idea that people can look at that and say, that's a lesser art form, it's not really doing anything, and you're like, actually, doing is the point. <laughs> I mean, do you know how hard it is to write something without telling your readers why you're writing it? As you're reading it? You know what I mean? Like, it's without explaining all the time. And a great action sequence is not simple or even simple-minded um there's so many moving parts that go into that that you that people just don't take for granted and when you have a jj abrams at the helm you understand how easy it is to mess it up yes i said that because the um i want to know what grant want yeah what are you excited about this year yeah like Uh, i mean that was what what is something that like you want us to talk about this year like what's something that you're excited about I mean, I, I I was most most excited about the, the whole book club angle. You know, us showing you the time. Oh, <laughs> I'm like I'm looking at the time right now, no. Tony. No, um, no, that um, I know we're going to try to get in some interviews this year. I hope. Hopefully, hopefully. like fingers crossed, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I think we should definitely interview our new um, services? services person because yeah. they're pretty awesome. Um, Just more he's... guests in general. I think that was kind yeah. of the goal. Yeah. And we've had it, like, at least, like, last year we had a goal, and it's, you know, things happen, schedules, you know. But, like, this is something for, like, you know, us to talk about, or, like, if you're listening to this at home and you're part of the local area, reach out to us and be like, hey, have you talked to this person before? And, like, maybe we'll consider it. Or or... if you want to be on the podcast. Yeah. Let us know. talk to us. Like, we can make that work. Because we're at work when it's happening, so if you want to just come chill at the library for an hour and talk about what we're talking about, if you want to propose an idea, I feel like, why shouldn't we do it? Because it's your choice whether or not you want to be on the airwaves. (laughs) Do you want yourself to be on the internet forever? Main question. Uh, exactly. But yeah. like, That's like, what I try not to think about. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. The infrastructure will break by the time we're 50, so it's fine. Uh-uh. <laughs> by the time you're 50 or by the time we're 50? You know what? I'm going to go <laughs> walk away and find a crowded street and just stand in the middle of it. <laughs> lay in the street. Just, yeah. Let, yeah. let all the freezing rain yeah. just like drop. I'm going to lay in a patch of ice and wait for someone to hit it. Yeah, that's just <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Is there, the what? is there anything else like you want to talk about this year? Uh, oh, uh, e, oh, uh, I'm sure there is. I just can't think of everything. <laughs> you know what else. I feel like we should do? Hmm. I feel like we should do like, I don't. I mean, I know we've done this before, but I feel like we should do a movie episode again. Just yeah. in general. Yeah, like like. Can we do a couple like, we movie find episodes? A, we should do yeah. an episode where we actually watch a movie and then talk about the movie. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know... Grant, pick us a movie that's uh, not going to scare me half to death because I don't like horror movies. Thank okay. you. Do you. Do you like creepy movies? Yes. Okay. All right. I can do that. Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. just not a big, like... Yeah. Sometimes I'm, like, playing... I'm playing... Resi- if I'm playing Resident Evil 2 and Mr. X is behind me, I'm like, no, I can't do it today. All I'm saying is no one is allowed to choose Saltburn, even me. Um, yeah, Salt Burn. I, I love I'm it. I'm sorry. Okay, don't, don't get me wrong. Don't I enjoyed the film as I was watching it. I have loathed every piece of discourse I have heard except when Grant and I talked about it because, <laughs> fortunately, Grant has a brain that thinks about these things and he's like, yeah, it was kind of okay. And I'm like, good. That's That makes more Listen, sense Listen, the thing me. that made me laugh about everybody's reaction to Salt Burn, and I'm just talking about, like, 
in general, like on the TikTok machine, because that's you know where I'm seeing people react to it. The devil's app, yes, continue. Yes, is um, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've completely one thing that somebody actually said yeah. that made a lot of sense is you could tell that on the two specific scenes that like everybody like loses their mind about mm-hmm. on the two specific scenes. The bathtub in the house. Not the house. The uh, oh the oh yes the, the bed at the end before the house. The grave. The. F- Oh, the grave. Oh, I forget about yes. the grave. Yes. Yeah, so, so somebody said on TikTok, and I honestly <laughs> completely agree with this, is you can tell by the reactions of people who has been in online spaces longer by their reaction yeah. to that part, those parts of the movies. I would, so I would agree. as a fan fiction reader, and by the way, I'd like you to know that these are the only two scenes I've seen. Like, like give like they've been shown to me like without context. Yeah. Um, you should probably just watch the movie. Yes, Honestly. I, I, I do understand, like, the movie. I did look up plot and things yeah. afterwards. But, like, to be honest, like, as a fan fiction reader, somebody would, like, look at me and go, like, watch this scene. As a fan fiction reader, I'm sitting there just going, okay, and? Like, because to me, as somebody who's read things that you probably don't ever want to see in your entire <laughs> life that I'm traumatized by. Like, watching those scenes is just mid. Like, in terms, of, part of, in it, terms though, of, like, the, part like... Part of it, though, is you're watching it out of context. That's one of the yeah. big problems with movies in the internet age mm-hmm. is when people see it, they rip out stuff right. and show it to you. Like, I, look I at this. I know a little bit of even... the context of, like, what's but happening. You really, but, but you really, you really, like, those moments feel different as you're well, watching. Well, when it comes out next month or something yeah. on DVD and we finally get it here, yeah. I will then... Now, mind you, you know, I'm not... This is not me saying that the, the film, you no. know, is going to grow in quality. I also not still like the fact that the director for Saltburn was the pregnant Barbie in the Barbie movie. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah. I Honestly, that is something I kind of want to... I'm interested in... Like, this has nothing to do with the state of the ish, but I'm just interested in, in terms of... What kind of woman does it take to direct that movie? Because one, it's a it's a boy movie. It, I mean, in, in terms of well, gender, yeah. and I feel yeah. as a gender fluid person, I have every right to say this. Okay, right. It is, and not just this. Not only is it a boy movie, it's like a bisexual paradise boy movie. Like, no, it's yeah. the kind of thing where you're like, it. It's like. I, I, because I from okay. like little bits of pieces that I've seen, like I'm sitting there just going, "Oh, this is fan fiction readers' paradise." Because, because the like thing, the thing about it is, is that the, the the central character or the character upon whom it all spins, you don't really know at all ever what mm-hmm. his sexuality is, which is part of the point, yeah. or even just like ancillary. Like, like it doesn't matter. Like, that's kind of like the brilliance of it. Like I think it would be, except I feel like it. Doesn't it's agonizingly close to brilliance? Yeah, <laughs> parts of it. that I I would agree with that. It's, it's just a, yeah, shy it is agonizingly close to brilliance, and I feel like that's one of the reasons that it will fade into forgetfulness. However, the smartest thing that director ever did was hire Barry, yeah, because mm-hmm. that man is. I don't care what anyone says. There are three actors that will constantly get underrated for the next 10 years but they are currently at the top of their game that is timothy chalamet yes and i know it's weird to say that he's underrated but he really is because people like he's very popular but like he's critically underrated. he's critically underrated yes he's he's he is a genius actor timothy chalamet robert pattinson continues to show always and but but 
the one who's better than all three at the top of the list, Barry Keoghan, is a genius actor. And I can't wait, because to me, I fear the Colin Farrell is going to happen to him, where he's going to be brilliant for decades and nobody watches anything that he does. And it really, I mean, if you if you need to know why Colin Farrell is brilliant, watch a movie in which you can recognize Colin Farrell's face and then go watch Penguin, or the Batman where he's Penguin. And then have somebody say to you, you know that was Colin Farrell, right? And you literally, I have had to look at IMDb 15 different times to convince <laughs> myself that I'm reading this correctly because he, he, he doesn't. And it's not just the makeup. It's no, it's his he. His whole manner, yeah, all of his mannerisms. Yeah, he sounds, he sounds like the penguin should. He does not sound like Colin, Colin Farrell doing, doing the penguin. Yeah, it's, it is disgusting. Right. So, <laughs> I, I was going to say something about, oh yeah, so I woke up early this morning to watch the Oscar nominations. Because oh, how could I not? Yes, they and? Snubbed, they snubbed Barry. No! Barry got no nominations? Nothing? Saltburn didn't get any nominations, I mean. Well, I don't know. Barry was the main one I was hoping for. Yeah, Barry, if anyone should get an Oscar nod for that, Barry should get it. So Cinematography, maybe. I really I, think I, so? I enjoyed it. But okay. I enjoyed it, but I don't know that it didn't it was... get anything, so, do, so it doesn't matter. I <laughs> feel like if Oppenheimer doesn't sweep, no one's been paying attention to Christopher Nolan for the last 10 years. Because no, that should sweep. Poor Things got, I think it got the second most nominations, which I'm very happy. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to I'm not gonna pretend like I wasn't tested by Oppenheimer, mm-hmm. but that's the point. Oh, so you have seen Oh, it's genius. Okay. It is absolutely genius. It is really long and it engrossing mm-hmm. but the thing that is genius about Oppenheimer that I think a lot of people will miss is and I, I saw this because I loathe biopics Christopher Nolan only made that movie that long not because he needed to tell the story mm-hmm. in that way he decided he wasn't going to go with the traditional biopic narrative that Hollywood has established for decades mm-hmm. he did the opposite of what what's his name should have done with that terrible Elvis movie um, oh Baz Luhrmann Baz, Baz, Baz Luhrmann can't direct a Baz, film Baz, so oh, Baz, wait which Baz, Elvis movie hmm? the Elvis oh, the which one, one? Oh, the, the one that's one. called Elvis there's two. Oh, I forgot about the there's yeah. the Jacob Elordi one and then there's the Austin Butler this one this is the Austin, the Austin Butler, Butler one. thank you Austin the, Butler the was abortion. yeah Austin Butler was genius the film was basically Baz Luhrmann going, hey guys, you know how basically we've all done the same thing with biopics for 50 years? I'm going to do that too, but Baz Luhrmann style, except it wasn't. It was literally everything you get in Selena, you get here. Selena's not even good. (laughs) I don't like Selena. I don't like biopics, so I agree with you. So, But Oppenheimer, genius, because he avoids all of those traps by just being Christopher Nolan about it. I was talking about the movie, not the artist Selena. The artist is great. The movie is... Because we do have to Fine. a little yeah, bit early. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. But I will give us a wood, couple would you rathers that I okay. found. Oh, online. good. Yes, yes. Uh, so, would you rather have your favorite book turn into a movie or your favorite movie turn into a book? Book turn into a movie. Yes. Movie turn into a book. Oh! Which because one? I would be really which one? oh which favorite movie? <laughs> um, honestly, I would really enjoy seeing either Weekend or Life as a House turned into a book. Okay. Yeah. Um, because that would be harder than you think it would be. Grant. Life as a House isn't based on a book. No. Really? Grant. No. Okay. Um. Uh. Ooh. As far okay, so I would probably it's not like my favorite book of all time, but mm-hmm. I really want Ill Will to be turned into. Ooh. A book. Okay. Yeah. Turn, and it was their their HBO purchased the rights to turn it into a miniseries, but nothing ever came of it. So. Oh. And then my I would, last I would watch one. The heck out of it. Yeah. My last one is: Would you rather read a book with an annoying cliffhanger, or one where your favorite character is killed off? Cliffhanger. Well, no, I don't care. No. <laughs> 
I, li- I like I, I, favorite character killed, killed off. Yeah. Um, if it's pulled off well, I think cliffhangers are cheap. Um, I already had that dep- problem. Depends on the cliffhanger, I guess. Perhaps. Perhaps. Like, like if if yeah. it uh, cliffhanger that attempts to build anticipation for a further for another thing that yeah. that I find annoying. Cliffhanger mm-hmm. if if they, if it is a reason for it to end mm-hmm. without a clear resolution, I enjoy that. But. Yeah, I think if you need to know how I feel about cliffhangers, read Shattering Glass by Gail Giles. It's the perfect cliffhanger because it literally ends in the middle of the act, of the scene, mm-hmm. and so you have no idea what happens to that kid. There was there was a, a long term thing I just finished recently, yeah. and it famously ends on a cliffhanger. And I wish I hadn't known that it did, yeah. so I could experience it more.